So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Swart, and today, y'all, uh, we have a really awesome journey to talk about with you guys. Uh, we have the uh, we have Lauren Folk on the podcast with us. She's the owner and founder of her own company that does breath work, holistic coaching, nutrition coaching. Um, guys, super interesting journey and in how she kind of came into this space. And honestly, I think it's a way that uh, it's a journey that uh, is um, all too familiar to a lot of people. I bet so. Um, and it's an unfortunate thing, but it's great to have people like Lauren who is uh, taking her journey and trying to spread the good word and make sure other people know that there's resources out there to help uh, with theirs. So without further ado, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, man. So uh, kind of lay it on us. Like, uh, who is who is Lauren Folk? And uh, kind of give me your journey into like, um, into like a holistic health coaching, like what does that even really mean? Right. And then uh, the breath work that you do, that you help uh, clients with and the one-on-one coaching that you do, like, that's all really awesome. Like how did your own personal health journey push you into this space? So it's always hard to go into the whole journey, but to, yeah, yeah. to kind of try to compact it yeah. in a way that is, um, do people know what thing. spark notes are still even by the way? Like, I, I don't know. I said, I said that to my, uh, I have a sister who's like 17. I was like, yeah, just give me the spark note version. She's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm very right. familiar with spark notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely use those. Good, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got into health and nutrition over a decade ago in my early twenties. Um, and that just came from my own kind of just desire to make healthier decisions. And when I dove into just the whole food as- aspect and like the impact it had on our bodies and like the way I felt, I was like, why haven't I been taught any of this? Like, mm. you know, I just felt so much better and really dove into it. And um, really, so that was, like I said, over a decade ago, and it just kind of expanded from there. So um the whole like holistic aspect of it um, just kind of evolved. And I started seeing that you have to look at every aspect. And so holistic to me is looking at the whole, the whole person. And so within our bodies, all of our systems are connected. And then actually looking at our connection to the world and the environment and the relationships that we have and the work that we have and just everything they all 
it's all interconnected and it's all going to impact us and we impact all of it. It's just, it's not ever going to be just this like severed self, which I think we often um, view things as is it's just like this one thing or this one part of us. So really being able to look at everything and then um, the breath work came in. So I got really sick a few years ago and um, really dove into nervous system work because I realized that I was really living in a state of stress and had been that way for a long time. And it had kind of really become my norm. And I just thought that like, that's who I was. Like I was just a high achiever and um, someone that couldn't really relax or slow down, but it's actually not who I was. It was just the state that I was in. So it's, I love to, to tell people Sometimes we have to look at where we are and not see things as like who we are, but where we are. It's a state and not like an identity. Um, So really like just had to make some big changes in life because I couldn't live that way anymore. It really like broken. My system kind of broke and it was like, okay, I have to repair things and all the nutrition stuff and everything that I knew about health wasn't working anymore. So I had to really shift everything and start looking at how can I create safety within my system and how can I create an environment within myself and externally where my body felt safe to actually come back into a state of health. And um, that starts with connection. Um, We have to be connected to ourselves and able to actually listen and give ourselves what we need. So um, listening was a big part of that. And breath work really was something that helped me um, slow down enough and be with myself and kind of grow capacity to be with, um, with my body and create space to make different choices. And once, once I started it, it just had such a big impact on kind of like rewiring my nervous system that I wanted to train in it. And so after just one session, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready to get certified in this and offer it to people. So. Yeah. I think you say some, like, I think you bring up some really interesting points there. Um, one of the big ones is just like, uh, the, um, these are things that we probably should learn, right? Like, uh, we should learn how to like take care of ourselves and more, more than just in a vanity way. Like, I think like a lot of people get into like exercise or training because they want to stay fit, right? They want to, they want to like, um, which is not a bad thing, right? Like it's okay to want to look good. Like, uh, that's not a, that's not a knock on that by any means, but, um, there's such a, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes into mm-hmm. what being healthy really means, right? Like, there's so many people who, um, and you see this a lot in people who um, are pretty avid workouters, <laughs> if you want to call it that, like uh, regardless yeah. if it's running, weightlifting, uh, tennis, golf, like people are like super passionate, like are really, um, uh, they take care of their bodies. They're typically high performers in other aspects of their life as well. Um, so you're constantly in that sympathetic drive, right? Like you're constantly trying to uh, perform and in a stress state and stress is good in, in a lot of ways, but there, there is a time where like, you need to be able to shut it off and, um, you're just not taught how to do that. Right. Or the importance of like maintaining an appropriate balance. So, um, what, is, what are some of the like 
main things that you see when you work with people for on like the breath work side of things. Um, what are some areas that you see some people are like really deficient in and how does that help them kind of like get out of this sympathetic drive driven state? Mm-hmm. I would say, and I can relate to so much of what you're saying about just the, yeah, like the performing, we, we really can just get, get kind of stuck in it and um, totally. not take the time to, to, I think one of the biggest things is like slowing down and um, not allowing that like high performing aspect of us to be like, if I'm not performing, that doesn't mean anything about who I am. Right. You know, if I'm not doing all the things, if I'm not in this like achievement mode all the time, that doesn't take away from, from all of those things. Like I'm also allowed to rest and to slow down and to not be in that state all the time. And it's actually necessary. And, um, to, to see ourselves as like humans and not just machines, you know, like yeah. we actually have limits and we have um, our capacity changes depending on, you know, the different stressors in life. And so I think um, looking at just kind of like the beliefs, we actually have to go to the deeper beliefs around what, how we've been taught to, to view ourselves and kind of rewire something so that we can give ourselves permission to have moments of rest and slowing down and um, really just take in. And I think a lot of times people think it has to be these big, um, these big, like, oh, have to have a whole weekend of like doing nothing. And it's really just like each day, can you take a few moments? to just slow down and actually tune in and listen to yourself. It doesn't have to be like huge drastic things. It's really just about being attuned to like what you need during the day. So man, that's, that's actually a really good point. It's like, uh, it's an interesting thing to bring up too. It's like, um, cause it's the same message that we'll deliver to people who are trying to improve their fitness, right. Or the same message that we're trying to deliver, uh, when we're trying to help somebody, um, get over like a shoulder injury, right? Like you're not going to be able to do all the things at once and you probably shouldn't, right? Like, and that's okay. Um, uh, you want to take like bite-sized pieces out of it, right? Like you want to do, like, you want to start with something small because little by little, little things become a lot, right? So, um, being able to just like take a minute when you're eating your lunch and to realize like, you don't need to scarf it down, right? Like, <laughs> like take a minute, breathe through your lunch, right? Like, or, yeah. um, on your car ride home, like, practice some breath work, <laughs> you know, cause they land a traffic be very stressful. Um, be present when you start reading, when you get deep in like reading your emails, right? Like realize mm-hmm. like you probably haven't taken a breath in like 90 seconds, right? You probably should probably, yeah. you know, um, little things like that can, can add up to making a huge impact in terms of like being able to have a little bit more of that balance and your sympathetic and parasympathetic states. Um, so yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, what do you notice from like the, uh, so you have that breath work side and then you have the nutrition side. Like, uh, are there like things that kind of go hand in hand that you're like, oh man, like when we work, when people are, when their breath work is, um, better balanced, um, 
we're able to introduce like these foods in a little bit of a better clip or like um, when we start doing, when we start adding like, uh, or making these nutritional modifications, like the sympathetic and parasympathetic states get a little bit more balanced out. Or is there any relationship that you've drawn there? Yes. I love that question um, because there's so much there that's connected. Um, when our system is in that sympathetic state, our nervous system controls our ability to digest food and, you know, it really controls everything. And so we can be doing so much with nutrition and really not seeing the results that we want to see because our system isn't really able to like take in nutrients the way that it could, if it's in that rest and digest state. And um, so actually having our system in a state of, to me, it's like receptivity, like it can actually take things in and um, there's like a flow there. And it, it, to me, I'm like such a visual person. I think of breath and the whole like, inhale, exhale, like the in and out, taking things in and what we put out. And I think about how that just connects with nourishment in general and like what we're actually able to be present for and like take in and like the quality of that and the quality that our body like or the ability of our body to actually be able to like take it in and how that influences like our energy output and just everything. So it's like just the cycle and it really, they both have such an impact on each other. Um, and as far as like foods impact in our nervous system state, that one's huge because I don't think it's something that we ever really think about, but it has, I mean, you even think about coffee and the adrenaline and like sometimes, I mean, you know, coffee's great and like um, coffee's deep already. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it has its benefits and everything, but you also have to look at the state of your body and like if it's already in a super stress state, maybe running and we can get our bodies can get addicted to like our stress hormones even. So we have to look at like maybe we're feeding into something like a pattern that our body's used to that we actually don't need to stay in and see and how we can, we can slowly kind of shift that. Um, but yes, so many foods, all the processed foods, I mean, it's causing inflammation in the body. And so it's going to cause, it's going to cause sympathetic states to arise. So it's so that's such a huge thing. And so, impactful and it's not something that's really thought about a lot because you think a lot about food just with like calories and it's going to make me gain weight or not and it's so much more than that yeah you know it's really interesting um i was talking with somebody else on a podcast who does like um uh like botox injections and some other like aesthetics and um she was talking about how she's she really loves to use um aesthetics as a way to address like internal health and real health care, right? Like, um, and I think that's really interesting that uh, what you just kind of brought up of like, um, everyone thinks of like nutrition is like calories in calories out. And like, this is going to help me like lose weight or gain weight or, um, you know, a little bit more on the vanity side there. Right. And mm -hmm. again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think there's, a, I think there's like a little bit, like our society's kind of swings on a pendulum, especially in the health and wellness space, right. In the fitness mm -hmm. space. 
Um, I think for a long time, we were too far on one side where it's like, you're only successful if you look good in the gym, right? Like, um, you're only successful if you're like in a constant calorie deficit or like whatever, right? Like you're only, you're only successful if you have biceps bigger than most people's waists, you know, like, um, like, uh, that's not, uh, that's not healthy in most, there's a difference between being fit and healthy. And, um, uh, but now we're almost swinging so far on the other side, um, that like we're starting to lose match. Like, no, it's okay to like, want to look good when, with, when you work out, like that's, that's yeah, not I always call it the third way. There's a third way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. or... yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great way to put it. I think like, uh, but using that motivation as a way to like take a little bit of a deeper look into like what your healthcare really means. Right. And what this food is really doing for you. Right. Like, um, yeah. So like when, with your typical clientele base, like what's like a typical person who would come and work with you? Often it is. And, you know, I think our own personal journeys can kind of shape like who we attract as, as clients totally. as well. Um, but it often has been people that, um, have kind of leaned more towards the like high achiever type and um, are realizing that they want to make shifts and um, either because of a health issue or just even realizing that that's not everything. That's not all life is. And maybe, you know, just a shift in values and um, wanting to just slow down and actually focus more on connection and taking care of themselves and just their relationships and all that's really connected. So when you're able to slow down and be with yourself and care for yourself differently and listen more deeply to yourself, that really extends out to your relationships. So it really improves everything. Um, but it's usually, it's usually that, that person. Um, and Usually with my groups, it's more, it's been more women, um, like women's groups who are really just wanting to build a deeper connection with themselves and um, learn how to li actually listen to their bodies instead of kind of like living from a place of overriding our bodies, which we often do. Man, I totally agree. I think like, um, so that, that's interesting because you brought it, you've brought up uh, a point a couple of times now about like the connection and community aspect of health and wellness. Right. And mm -hmm. I do think that's a, that's something that's overlooked quite a bit. Uh, so uh, what do you typically work on or try to help people with in terms of like um, from a holistic healthcare approach, driving a better community or just being a better part of like uh, your circle, I guess. Right. And being able to have um, it's this interesting thought process of like, you got to give more to yourself so you can give more to other people. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, do you have a similar message or like, how does that kind of play out for you? Yes, that's a huge, huge part of my message. I think nature is a big teacher for me and in, in, in my just experience of life, like we are nature mm -hmm. because we're biology, you know, it's the same like life process. And I just think of like flowers and trees and plants and everything. They, and I'm like a, plant huge plant person I have plants everywhere plants in the background um, there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but and they teach me so much just like 
they actually have to be able to take the nutrients and they show me signals of like when they need more of certain things. And I just think of flowers and what if they weren't taken in their nutrients? What if they weren't, what if they didn't bloom? And like, so then all the, all these things wouldn't be pollinated. They wouldn't be given life to other things. So I just think about like the whole purpose of giving life. So like, if I'm not giving life to myself and nourishment to myself, it's then I'm giving from this like depleted, empty place. And that's not really like doing much for others, you know? Definitely not a sustainable process, right? It's right? not like, sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely, you kind of burn in the can on both ends at that point. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's interesting. We, uh, um, from the standpoint of, um, man, like there's a reason, there's a reason why on airplanes, they tell you like, Hey, you should probably, you should probably put your mask on before you put your kid's mask on. Right. Like, um, and you know, I do think that, um, I, I don't want to paint with too broad of a stroke or sound like insensitive or anything along those lines, but I do think like, uh, women take on that, uh, role a little bit more of like, I need to give to everybody else before I can give to myself. Right. Like, um, I, I can, I can speak from experience of like my, uh, my own mother, right? Like, man, that I'm pretty sure that woman was put on this earth just to be like a caretaker, you know, like she's been, uh, she's been a nurse for like 30 years. She absolutely loves it. Like, um, she, um, but, and you know, her and I've had many open and honest conversations about this, but like to the detriment of her own health care at the same time. Right. Like, um, and I think that, you know, that's, that's not like, you should be able to find a good balance between like uh, taking, like being able to provide for other people and providing for yourself. And typically you got to do the latter before you can do the former. Right. Um, you got to be able to give to yourself and that's not selfish. Right. Like, um, you know, being a new parent, that's a, that's a new balance that like uh, my wife and I are trying to figure out as well. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, Oh my gosh. Like uh, I don't like uh, it's so it's, it's interesting. Cause like, Oh, um, you could either go work out and the even like after work, right. Go work out after work, or I can get another hour in with my kid before he goes to bed. Right. Like, um, and while like in the moment you kind of want to choose that extra hour, you probably should in most, in some situations, right. Like a good balance. Right. Um, but being able to, um, stay healthy, stay, um, st- um, protect your healthcare for the longevity of this kid's life is what is going to be the most important. Right. Cause like, while yes, it would be nice to like see him uh, every day at this point, right? Like, uh, or at this exact time frame, and have these many hours with him and everything. What he's gonna appreciate way more is like when he's older and I can run around with him, right? Or like, um, I've had uh, I'll never forget. I had this one patient who came in, and he and this is just kind of like embodies kind of like what we're talking about here. He uh, he became a father a little bit like at a, at a traditionally like later stage of life, right? Like he was about forty five um, yeah. when he had his first when he had his first uh, kid. And he came in to work with us, no particular problem at all. Right. He's just like, uh, he was just like, you know, like I'm not dumb. Right. Like I want my, I want my, uh, like my daughter's like by time, like I want to be able to like be a part of her life, <laughs> you know? And, um, <laughs> when she's, he's like, and this may sound dramatic, but like, I don't want to feel old and fr- and like frail when I'm, I'm walking my daughter down the aisle of like her potential wedding someday. Right. Like if she decides she wants <laughs> to get married and it's like, you know, project out that like the earliest you that would like our society typically has that happen at like 20 right now I'm 65, you know, probably pushing more closer to 70 by the time that happens or more like, um, he's like, 
I want to make sure that I'm doing everything for myself now to make sure that I can be there for her in the future. Um, and so it's like having that long game process of health and wellness is what um, is a struggle for a lot of people sometimes. Yes, it definitely is. And I agree and can relate to all of that so much. I think that is another, I say my journey, like in the ways that I was kind of operating in the world was like the high achiever, but it was also the overgiver and like the caretaker and those can kind of, you know, really like are a little interwoven. Um, and yeah, it is often women and, you know, men too, but, um, just from society and the way things are, it can often be women who do kind of, it's almost like self-neglect is glorified, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I definitely like, and would be in a teacher since I was a teacher before. Um, and, you know, nursing, like helping the service areas, it's so easy to just kind of like forget about yourself and, you know, being a mom or just in any role. And it is so important, um, to be able to, I mean, it does, it causes burnout. I went through like extreme burnout and, um, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for ourselves and it's not, um, fruitful for our relationships. Um, whatever we think we're pouring into, it's really like at the end, the end of the day, it's not, um, it's not fruitful as in it's not, really getting us what we want from it. If we're actually fulfilled and like taken care of and our, our cup is full, as they say, um, we're able to, yeah, it's the long game. We, we can have, um, things that actually last. And yeah, I think that it's something that is common and it's something that, um, definitely you have to slow down and like just change some patterns around it and it takes time to do that so totally 100 so then if uh what's like a common technique so say somebody's listening to the podcast on their way to the car on their and they're on the car right on the way to work they're feeling a little stressed maybe land traffic's getting after them what's some what's some what's a good technique you would give somebody uh, listening it's always like slowing down and listening um So, and not, not, not listening from like the, like a critical, um, place of like, what's wrong with me that I need to fix or anything like that. But just one big thing for me is like, just bringing curiosity and compassion to the moment. So actually slowing down and just getting curious about how you feel like bringing attention to your body and just noticing like where you have tension or, you know, where there is something that just needs to be listened to. And when we slow down, something usually comes like I'm tired, you know, like, yeah. and okay. So how can I honor that in this moment? Like, it doesn't have to be something big. Like we talked about earlier, how can I honor that in this moment? Maybe I'm in the car, so I don't want to close my eyes or do anything (laughs) like that right now. But when I get to where I'm going, how can I just give myself like two minutes to just pause and like 
give to myself in this moment and just have a moment of like quiet and just a moment to like breathe and not rush into the next thing. And so just those little things, I think, um, listening is huge. It's huge because that's how we get to, to know and what we actually need. And that's how we restore things is giving ourselves that. So listening and responding. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. well, this, has been, this has been incredible. Like, uh, if somebody wanted to, um, learn more about who you are, or if they wanted to figure out like how they can get in touch with you, or, um, if they just wanted to talk to you about like, and see if you be, if they'd be a good client for you, like what would be a good way for them to get in touch with you? Um, my website, Lauren Falk, dot com is the best place. And, um, my services are listed on there. And then there's a contact page too. So if someone has questions, they can reach out there and ask anything or set something up through that. And then, I have Instagram and I share some things on there. It's something I'm always like, I'm going to focus on this a little more, um, yeah. always in the works. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, same address there. It's at Lauren fault with the underscore. So either one of those. Perfect. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for your time on the podcast here. It's been great to get to know you and to introduce you to our audience. And thank you so much for the work that you do for the Atlanta area. Thank you. I appreciate you um, allowing me to come on and share a little bit. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.